Hey everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we talk about the afterlife. Today we're going to be talking about earthbound spirits, ghosts, specifically the question of whether or not you have loved ones who might be stuck between worlds, uh, maybe they're lost, they are afraid to go into the light, what have you. Uh, that's the subject of today's video report. Now, remember, video reports are about me sharing with you the conclusions that I have come up with based on all my investigations of the afterlife since 1999. Uh, video conversations or video experiences are where I have guests on and we talk to them about various subjects uh, around the afterlife. Today's subject is really important, and I'm going to tell you why. I was at a workshop. Uh, where I was sitting in the back watching a practitioner give a workshop, and I saw this couple sitting in the back uh, near me, and they were concerned, like they were really concerned. They were deeply disturbed that their son had passed a year prior uh, due to an automobile accident, and because they hadn't heard from him, they were worried that he might be lost or stuck between worlds and had not yet gone into the light. This bothered me uh, to no end to the point where I knew that uh, this was a subject of great importance, one that I needed to talk about and, and get people thinking in, in new directions. One of the first things I want to say before I really get started, and I say this with most of my video reports, is that Afterlife TV and all of my work is really about trying to inspire you to investigate the afterlife for yourself. I'm not here to uh, force feed any answers down your throat. I really do just want to open your mind to the possibilities to get you thinking in new ways and new directions. And, and so hopefully, rather than take my word for any of this, and I encourage you not to, okay? I encourage you not to take anybody's word for, for, for when it comes down to the afterlife and what people have to say as far as answers about the afterlife. Uh, but take their answers, take my answers, as a way, as a launching off point, as a way for you to sort of wrap your mind around some of these questions and, and get you thinking so that you can go out and investigate for yourself. And the best way to investigate is to go out and have your own experiences. Have your own experiences with uh, different mediums, spirit artists, past life regressionists, life between lives regressionists, do your own meditations, try your own inspired or automatic writing. You know, there's, there's all sorts of ways to go about investigating the afterlife uh, on your own. And so I hope that's what these video reports encourage and motivate you to do. Today's uh, subject is one of great controversy because there's a lot of people who are not going to agree with me. And I know that because there are uh, answers to this question, these questions that I have brought up about people being stuck between worlds that have been passed down for generations and they're answers that I don't agree with. So those people who 
keep passing that information along, therefore are not going to agree with my with what I have to say today. And that's okay with me. Uh, someone needs to say it, and so I'm going to stick my neck out here so, uh, so you can hear at least a different version of it. Why does this happen? Well, you know, the reality is somewhere along the line, uh, and this probably happens, you know, 100, 200 years ago, I don't even know, somebody comes up with an answer to one of these questions about the afterlife, and other people believe that answer. They don't investigate it for themselves, but they just take it on faith that that answer is correct, and then they start to pass it along to other people. When we live in uh, a society where right now there are so many psychics and mediums, and, and, and people will look up to psychics and mediums as though they have uh, some kind of uh, better insight than the rest of us. And in some ways they do, but they can be wrong a lot of times. They, too, are making interpretations based on their own experiences, and interpretations uh, can be mistaken. So what will happen is we'll have, a, we'll have a, a, maybe a well-known medium who is giving classes to other psychics and mediums, and this question, we'll say here, about earthbound spirits gets talked about and the information that was taught to this well-known medium then gets passed along to all these student mediums, and that's it. Just continues uh, on and on and on, so that uh, and nobody ever really knows where these these answers originated. So here's the thing that is commonly, you know, some of the answers that are commonly said and believed around uh, this idea of earthbound spirits is one. People, some, that some people will die, and for whatever reason, maybe uh, some say it's because if it's a sudden death, some people say if it's like a traumatic death where for, perhaps it's a, a car accident and, you know, they weren't expecting it. It's not like a slow death where you can sort of transition your way and get ready for, you know, uh, going back home to the spirit world. Some people think that when it happens in this way, whether it be a murder or a suicide or a car accident, what have you, that um, people get confused when they leave their body and go, go to spirit. Now, some people believe that there is this sort of transitionary point where they've left their body, but because they're confused they don't know that they are dead, all right? And, or, um, or that's, one, that's one belief out there. Another one is that they are confused. Oh, my God, where am I? I'm confused. I don't, they don't know where they are. They, maybe they still don't know that they're dead. But even if they do, they don't know how to get back home. So they become what's, what some will describe as lost, and uh, the last one is that um, they're, they're sort of paranoid. They become paranoid. They see that their loved ones are calling them. They see, like in a deathbed vision, when people see their loved ones in spirit coming to welcome them home, these people who have left their body see these 
uh, spirits welcoming them, their, their loved ones who have passed before them, and yet they're skeptical of them. They think that perhaps uh, some evil spirit, maybe uh, if they believe in you know, Satan, the devil, that uh, is, you know, these people are trying to trick this person, trying to trick them into going into the light. But the light is not the light of the spirit world. It's uh, a bad, horrible place some, that some people might call hell, right? Okay. Uh, the only other version that I've sort of seen with this is that some people don't go into the light because they have unfinished business, right? They have something that they want to do. And, of course, the movies, you know, will play with this idea that, um, that you know, they want their, their murder solved or, you know, or, you know, somehow they want their, somebody else to find the money that they've hidden. Whatever, whatever it may be, they have unfinished business to resolve before they will go into the light of the spirit world. All right. Um, I guess I don't have to say that I don't believe in any of it. Um, I believe it's all hogwash. Uh, and for good reason. I, I've never seen any evidence of it. All right. So uh, as of right now, it's been over 13 years. And not, not one iota of evidence has come my way for me to be able to conclude that any of these things are true. And let's break it down. All right. Break it down and I'll explain why. I want to I want you to also understand that hauntings, you know, this is where hauntings get involved. So, you know, if a house is haunted or something, this is all related to this because really when people think that a house is haunted, they think it's haunted by a ghost. And from my own terminology, um, a ghost in that sense would be an earthbound spirit. Someone who was hanging around that house or that dwelling uh, and either is, is somehow unusually attached to it for some reason, uh, is, uh, you know, again, doesn't know they're dead, so they're still living there. Um, or, you know, for, for whatever reason, wants to keep everyone else out, especially humans. And, um, and so, again, if you're talking about hauntings, we're talking about the same subject matter here about earthbound spirits. My conclusions since 1999, they have not wavered, and uh, I don't expect them to waver, uh, because, uh, but if I were to find evidence otherwise, I'd be the first one to tell you about it, uh, is, that, let me def is that spirits and ghosts are the same, okay? So, in other words, what I'm trying to say is, if someone, if there was a ghost sighting, then really all that person is seeing is someone in spirit, okay? It's not an earthbound spirit. It's just someone in spirit, someone who died, left their body, went into the spirit world, went into the light, as they say, um, and is, you know, living a life of uh, eternal uh, inner peace and joy and just good old fun there in the spirit world, what some people call heaven, whatever your word for it is. Ghosts and spirits are the same. So I do believe 
that there are people who have, you know, these ghost sightings are just spirit sightings. I'm going to get back to that in a moment, all right? But I don't believe in earthbound spirits. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about this and explain why. First of all, if you think about the infinite power, you might call God or source or creative intelligence or the universe with a capital U, if you think about the infinite power that created everything, including us, including everything on earth, including everything in our universe with a small u, um, including everything that is beyond that, you recognize the power, the infinite uh, wisdom and intelligence that's behind all that. And so to me, it's just human arrogance to suggest that God, I'll use the word God, is unable to get his children home, is unable to, can create all this, can get, can get, you know, a spirit to go into a body and have a lifetime, but when that, when that body ceases to exist, the spirit leaves the body, but, but God's unable to get that person back home, okay? If you realize the ridiculousness of that statement, uh, and you understand, if you've watched any of my other reports, I'm a very practical guy. I look at things very logically. You know, I come from uh, a practical standpoint with, with everything. If you think about this source, this, this infinite intelligence that created everything, creates miracles, et cetera, et cetera, and yet made this mistake where spirits are unable to find their way back home, First of all, that just seems kind of silly, doesn't it? Second of all, it's short-sighted in that it doesn't take into account the fact that we are always connected to our soul, all right? So it's interesting because if you listen to some of the people who will teach this idea of earthbound spirits, you'll hear a lot of conflicts in the things that they teach. And I don't blame them because, again, it was just passed down to them they trusted in their teachers, and so they took it upon faith that it was true. Now's their opportunity to maybe think about it for themselves, think, think it through, and, and maybe start to teach differently. Um, we are always connected to that part of us that some will call the higher self. Uh, it's our soul. All right, and the way I look at it, I've described this in other videos, but I look at our soul is the part of us, it's our higher self that is always in the spirit world, all right? And part of our soul comes to experience a human life, and that part of us that, that comes into this body to have the human life is what I would call the spirit, all right? And when this human physical life is over, then our spirit will leave our body and, you know, remerge with the soul, with our soul that has had hundreds or thousands of lifetimes. And our soul then um, will always have 
uh, those experiences, that lifetime memory uh, of, of everything that we did, said, you know, thought uh, during this lifetime. We'll always have that for all eternity, those experiences to, to learn and grow from. So when you think about the fact that we're always connected, that we are all one, that, you know, you know, we're always connected to the universe. We're always connected to our soul. Our soul, um, along with our spirit guides, is always trying to influence us to carry through the plans that we, we came into this lifetime with. And, and so like an elastic band, you can stretch that elastic, you know, as far as you want without breaking it. And if you let go of one side, it's always going to find itself, all right? Well, you can't break the connection between you and your soul, so the elastic band is never going to break. But when, it, when you leave your body, it goes back to the soul. It's still connected to it, but it returns to the soul without effort. It's automatic. It's not a process where anything can go wrong. It's nothing that happens that uh, allows for the possibility of a spirit, the spirit of a body um, getting lost or confused or paranoid. We also, I think everyone agrees and everyone understands that once the spirit leaves the body at the time of death, that 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 spirit is no longer influenced by the human ego, okay? And so when you think of it that way, you recognize that it is, you take away this ability to get lost or paranoid. Um, you're not going to get a concussion. Uh, you're not, you know, these are all human traits, that people are giving the spirits in order to describe them as an earthbound spirit. Even when we talk about this idea that the spirits are somehow unusually attached to something here on the earth, have maybe some unfinished business or are unusually attached to their home, it doesn't really make any sense because, again, you're giving human qualities to someone who's in spirit. And if you've done any investigation at all into the afterlife, you recognize that once we leave our bodies, we, we also leave behind our attachment to all things physical, to those things that are uh, part of our human makeup, that are part, that our ego, those things that our ego wants. Now, we're still attached in a, in a spiritual way to, uh, to the loved ones we left behind. But that's because they're part of our soul group. We came into this lifetime together. We're going to leave uh, and all go back to the same place, what I would describe as home, the spirit world. And so, yes, you know, our loved ones in spirit are still attached to each one of us because they love us and they care about us. And they want us to have a successful life, to achieve all that we hoped to achieve and learn and grow from while having this lifetime. 
And they're also, they have compassion for us if we're going through challenges, such as grieving their loss. Um, they are concerned about that. But they know, because they have a higher perspective, that everything's going to be okay. And the one thing you're going to recognize, if just listen, I've done a few videos with people who have had near-death experiences. Just listen to a couple of those, and you recognize that in that state, in the spirit world state, that's one thing. All of a sudden, they really don't have a care in the world. You know, worrying about who gets their car or whether, you know, the washing machine is fixed or, you know, what happens to the house because the kids are fighting over it. They, they care. They don't want the kids fighting over it because they don't want the kids to suffer in that way. But who actually gets the house, whether the house is sold or not sold, even what happens to their body. I know a lot of people have all these concerns about, you know, whether they're buried in one state or another state or whether, you know, these, these are concerns of humans. These are concerns of humans, not concerns of people in spirit. All right. I got some notes here because this is such a complicated matter, such a complicated subject. I don't want to forget anything. Um, this idea about being lost, let's just go back to that for a moment because in addition to the elastic analogy that I gave in, in returning to your soul, it's also the idea of the universe, the universe with a capital U, the idea of all that is. It's one of those deals where everywhere you go, there you are. You're still in the universe with a capital U. Okay, you're still there. One of the wonderful things that we learn if you investigate the afterlife, and we learn from near-death experience, people who have had near-death experiences, uh, we learn in communicating with loved ones in spirit uh, through mediums, is that uh, when you're in this, when when you're in spirit, you can just think of a place and be there. It's, it, it's like that, okay? Instantaneously. You know, you want to be with your son? Bam. Think of your son, and you can, you can be there with your son. You, want, you think of, you know, some beautiful field that you used to hang out in? Bam. Think about it. You're there. You want to think of some other dimension, some other place in the spirit world? Whatever it be, think of it, and you're there. There's no limitations. Uh, there's no limitations in space. Spatially, there's no limitations in time. That said, if you're in the spirit world, if you've left your body, I mean, you immediately go into the dimension that we would consider, we would call the spirit world. Now, yes, there's different levels of that, all right? So there's, you just leave your body. You're sort of, uh, you know, you're always able to look, you, get, you see your body, you know, you're, you're greeted by maybe a, a loved one in spirit or some being of light. They're described by all sorts. And then quite often, you know, you are taken into the light. Um, but you're still within the universe with a capital U, which means you can't get lost. And so many people who have had near-death experiences have told me that they were automatically drawn to wherever they were going. They knew, they knew where they were going. It wasn't a question. Um, they didn't know how they knew. They didn't actually really, you know, they, it wasn't 
anything that required any thought on their part. They were drawn back home to the spirit world. All right? And, you know, some people call it the light, drawn toward the light. But even in that, in that initial state when we leave our bodies, you might not necessarily immediately see the light, but people who have had that experience told me they were immediately drawn to go where they were supposed to go without needing to think about it. It's an automatic process, okay? And again, would, would the, the creator of this universe with a capital U set it up in any other way? No, of course not. Um, and yet, when we talk about this idea that it's a dimension... That's the thing, is we're part of that. We're, we're just a different, when we th say we're a different dimension, we're just vibrating at a different frequency within, within certain frequencies so that we are at this, it's actually a lower level frequency um, of the physical world, all right? But when we think about the spirit world, it's not up there or over there or some long, long distance place to get to, you know? It's... It's all around us. The spirit world is all around us. This is why our loved ones in spirit are able to, to be with us, to pay attention to what's going on in our lives, maybe even to influence us in moving in the right direction toward you know, the plans that we made before we came here. Because we exist, we coexist in the same space of course, there's no space in, in that dimension. They wouldn't consider it space. But from human terms, they are right here with us. They're just vibrating at a higher frequency that for most of us, we're unable to see them or hear them. You know, usually we can feel them. Uh, use, uh, it, it's kind of like the old dog whistle. Do you remember? Do you, maybe, it, maybe I'm showing my age here. Um, but dog whistles were more popular at one time, at least when I was a kid. And yet you would blow into this dog whistle and we couldn't hear anything, but it would drive the dogs crazy. And again, it, it was, the dog whistle had a frequency that was beyond our ability to hear, but not beyond the ability for a dog to hear. All right. So it's sort of on that same idea. So what is it I'm trying to say here? I'm trying to say that no matter where we go, whether we're in our body or out of our body, we're still in the same place. Everywhere you go, there you are. We can't get lost. Okay? I'm going to just back up a little bit also about the silliness, you know, of this idea of earthbound spirits as well. Because a lot of times they just say they don't know they're dead. And, and I know people go through these rituals and everything about letting people know that they're dead. And, you know, it's great. I, I mean, it, it comes from a place in their heart, these people that do that, because they believe it. But let's just, let's just think about it logically, all right? If you leave your body, one of the first things everybody who has a near-death experience talks about is that they looked down at their body or they looked at their body in front of them and they recognized it was their body. There was no confusion about it. You know, it was a little bit of a shock sometimes, but they recognized that, they, that it was their body. And in fact, the second thought usually that goes through their mind is they don't want anything more to do with it. They're happy to be out of it. Um, 
but their body is right in front of them. That helps them to know that they're dead. Then their loved ones are talking to them. Sometimes when people are on their deathbed, before they've even died, they're in that process of uh, getting ready to pass, and their loved ones have come to welcome them, to greet them, to let them know that they're going to be there when it's their time to cross over, cross over dimensions. Um, and so you're looking at your body. You're recognizing that you don't have a body. All right? That's one of the first things that a lot of people recognize. They're, they're just sort of a being of light. They're, they don't have a body anymore. They're out of it. And yet they retain the same consciousness. Um, it's, like, it's like the mind. Their mind has left the body, the personality even. And, and now they're seeing their loved ones in spirit. Their loved ones can show, can show themselves to, let's say your loved ones can show themselves to you um, the way they looked, the way you might remember them. Uh, that would just be for the sake of you. Otherwise, they just recognize, they just know, oh, that being of light is dead. You know, that's dead. I know. I just know. I recognize him. I don't know how I recognize him. I just do. You also recognize that other humans don't see you. They don't hear you. And this happens quite often in near-death experiences. The people who have left their body will start to talk to the surgeons and the nurses. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you know, what are you doing? You don't need to revive me. I'm right here. And they recognize that nobody can hear them. Nobody can see them. Nobody recognizes them except their deceased loved ones who are right over there calling to them, saying, hey, don't worry about it. Everything's okay. And then... You know, finally, we can take this on and on and on. I'll just say, you know, they recognize that they can't touch anything. They can't feel anything. They can't move anything. Can't eat anything. They, you know, they're no longer human. It, it's kind of hard to fathom that anybody would not know they're dead. And I know, you know, we, we all saw the sixth sense, um, you know, where... Um, you know, that one character, Bruce Willis's character, went through the whole movie and didn't recognize he was dead, and that's why we didn't recognize he was dead, right? That's the movies, all right? So we've got to be careful to not let our imaginations run wild. And I do think that this is part of the problem that, that has occurred, is that people's imaginations have run a little bit wild here in order to come up with these um, ideas, these stories about earthbound spirits. Uh, maybe they're trying to explain something. Maybe they're just trying to justify something. I don't know what it is, but they come up with these ideas and then they get passed down. And because we're humans and we think like humans and we give spirits human qualities, we end up thinking and believing the same things. And on and on it goes. And Let's just talk a little bit then about hauntings because, you know, I say these things and, you know, I know I'll get the emails of, well, this happened to me. How do you account for that? But so far, you know, I've been doing this for over 13 years. I've got a lot of emails. I have expressed uh, many times in the past that I don't believe in earthbound spirits and a lot of people want to argue about it. Um, but no one has convinced me 
uh, with their story to believe otherwise. When people, we talk about these, these ghost sightings, all right? So how do, I, how do I account for some of this paranormal activity, right? Ghost sightings, people are just, many, way, many times, they're just, it, they're spirit sightings. There's, there's many, many people, and it might only happen to them once in their life, but they have visions of spirits. They see spirits. They hear spirits. They feel spirits around them. It's not, I'm not saying that spirits don't exist, don't coexist with us, that people are not seeing spirits, but they're not earthbound spirits, okay? Not what some people would call, call ghosts. So in my, the way I see things, spirits and ghosts are the same. So if you see a ghost, it's just probably one of your loved ones who is trying to let you know that they're there, they're not trying to scare you, but because you are scared of ghosts, because you fear the unknown, then they scare you. And because imaginations run wild, we, we put together this scenario in our head that this is a scary haunting. And TV and movies are certainly guilty of helping us do that, right? I, I do believe in energy imprints, energy imprints. And this is where something happens at a particular place. I'm going to use, you know, it's a little bit cliche, the murder. Someone's murdered in a particular place. That's a very negative energy, very low energy, okay, um, when someone is murdered. I do believe in energy imprints, meaning there's a memory of that. There's an energetic memory of that that can exist in that place. And so, you know that idea where, and it doesn't always have to be negative. It can be positive. It really doesn't matter. It can be a beautiful wedding, a birth. It can be, you know, just a joyful moment for people. Energy imprints exist so that if you're at an inn that is well known for its hauntings and you happen to see the lady in white, you know, walk through the closet door and down the hall, to me that would just be an energy imprint. It's just something that keeps happening over and over and over. It's not that it's happening to any one person. It doesn't exist. There's no spirit who is stuck in this inn who just keeps walking the halls all the time. It's the memory it's an energetic imprint, an ener energetic memory of this person that's there. And, and that's what people are picking up on, okay? Nothing to be fearful of, um, uh, nothing that's going to hurt you, nothing that's even going to happen to you as a result of it. It's just sort of like, almost like watching a movie of the past, um, but you're using different senses that you're perhaps not used to using. And I do believe that some places, some locations are, are better, more suitable for this, this type of energy imprint and, and, and people being able to pick up on them than other places for whatever reason. And I don't, I don't know the answer as to why that is. Uh, what about the photos and videos that people have where they, they take a photograph and they see the, say, the, uh, the outline or even the, the, the face of someone that they would call a ghost. Well, once again, I just believe it's a spirit. I believe that they've taken a picture, 
perhaps you know someone in spirit has shown themselves and is saying hello and it's nothing to be scared of nothing to fear um evp um electronic voice phenomena same thing it's not that i don't believe in it i believe it's true people you you have a digital recorder you know you can ask a question and then you know just record dead silence and when you go back and listen to it later you may actually hear um, someone saying something you know I'm not gonna say that we're definitely hearing anything at all but and, and it could be picking up other frequencies there's other explanations for it is what I'm trying to say but I also believe that it's possible that we are picking up the voices of people in spirit, people who have gone into the light, okay? Um, what I'm going to say about that, because sometimes, I don't even know if it's true, I can't think of an example, but we'll just say that there is someone who, sometimes you'll see it on TV, and they'll interpret, you can't really even tell what it's saying, it's blah, 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 blah. and they, they write on the screen in a title, subtitle you know what what it was that the ghost said and they might say you know get out of here you know to me this is just all left up to interpretation and and sometimes good tv is just good tv um but it's all left up to interpretation and i will tell you having worked with mediums you know for as long as i have having had hundreds of readings myself and and witnessed hundreds if not thousands of other people getting readings um, that that even mediums who have their own ability to hear spirits communicate with them in different ways a lot is left up to interpretation and a lot of times the interpretation is wrong see that's the whole thing you know one of the things the message is usually always correct it's just our interpretation of what we're hearing or what what the metaphor is if a picture is put into our mind or whatever whatever the message is sometimes the interpretation is wrong and that's the same for these EVPs meters same thing yeah I do believe that these meters are picking up on on something I don't believe it's earthbound spirits could be spirits could be all kinds of other things. This is where the skeptic comes out of me. This is the funny part about it all is, you know, I always start from a place of skepticism, but with all the experiences that I've had since 1999, you know, it would be hard to call me a skeptic anymore, and yet, you know, there are some things that I, I just still am unconvinced about, and hauntings and ghosts in terms of Calling them earthbound spirits is one of them. All right? People in spirit, I'm just going to let you know right now, people in spirit are not angry, they're not violent, they're not evil. And again, these can, this can be the stuff of people's imaginations. So people have told me many stories about what they thought was, uh, and, you know, this, this evil ghost, this evil earthbound spirit. They came and visit them, visited them, and, and they felt it, and they felt like it was, it was evil. And then a chair moved, or the bed moved, or whatever it may, may be. Um, again, I, I think we're, when we're in a dark room, very, you know, very, 
it's it's not very often that you hear people talking about you know it was I was outside in the middle of the day the sun was shining brightly and I had this horrible you know scary experience now and, and I'm not saying that that can't happen uh, what I'm saying is it's usually at nighttime it's usually in the dark and there's a reason that things when things happen people's imaginations go to the place of being horrified being scared and interpreting it to be some kind of negative, low energy, you know, earthbound spirit. Okay? I'm not going to beat it to death any more than I have. Um, and I will just say, just because someone died in a house, even if they were murdered or if there was a suicide, you know, I know that the, the TV shows love to do that. They, they find a house that is allegedly haunted. And one of the first things they like to do is do the history of that, and they find out that someone was murdered in that house or on that land. It doesn't mean anything. You know, it, it, it doesn't mean that, that that person who died there is now uh, or even likely to be haunting that space. There may be an energy imprint, as I said, an energetic memory, and that may be what is being experienced by the people who who live there and and that could have a negative quality to it but not in a way that it's it would be harmful uh not in a way that it would be dangerous to anybody here it's a it's a it's just a energetic memory it's like watching a movie okay that is not going to hurt you any more than a movie is going to hurt you when you go to the theater and and watch a horror movie okay um it's all food for fearful imaginations. There's nobody hanging around there. Just, and I'll even take this to the next level, which is, you know, I think cemeteries are a wonderful place for all of us to, first of all, we've got to do something with either the ashes or the, or the, or the body, right? We have, a, we have to have a place to bring that, those things and bury them. But they're also a great place to serve as a memorial where we can go and we can, we can think about that person, remember that person, honor that person. Um, and, you know, whatever you may, may be, you may want to bring flowers or, or, you know, have a toast, you know, beside their gravesite. But nobody's hanging out. No people in spirit are hanging out at the cemetery, all right? They don't need to be. They're not attached to this place that they had nothing to do with except that their body was buried there. They're not attached to their body anymore. So you can, you know, if you can't get to their gravesite, don't feel guilty. Just remember them wherever you are. That's all you need to do. You know, talk to them out loud. You know, write a letter to them if you want. Pray to them. Um, or just think about them. That's all you need to do. You know, if, if you're physically unable to get to the cemetery, or you, you've moved for some reason and you can't get there, um, that's okay. You know, that's not where they are. They're with you. They're with all your other family members. They are in the spirit world doing their own thing all at the same time. And, and so you don't have to worry about it and, and don't think that, you know, when you go by a cemetery, there are all kinds of people in spirit uh, hanging out there because they're not, okay? I'm not even sure how to finish, finish this up. Um, 
this is a difficult subject. This is a this is a an interesting one for me to even talk about because of the history of these ideas that I've been talking about, these ideas of earthbound spirits. And, um, you know, it's been 44 minutes now, and I, and I think I've talked enough about it, but like I said, don't take my word for any of this. Uh, investigate it for yourself, but think, use these ideas, this new perspective, this new paradigm shift uh, as a way for you to see it a different way and just consider it. Just consider what makes the most sense to you. Does it make sense what the other people are saying? Does anything that I said today in this, in this video report make sense to you? If so, play with it. Play with these ideas. Go out, you know, have, you know, have a reading of your own. Investigate uh, the way I have. Investigate the afterlife in all the different ways that you can. And then make a decision for yourself. But I just wanted you uh, to be able to see it, think of it, in a different way, in the way that I've been thinking about it for many years, and, and, and I know a lot of people don't. And if you're a medium and you've been passing along the idea of earthbound spirits, the idea that people get lost or stu stuck between worlds, between the physical world and the spiritual world, and you learned it from somebody else, you're not basing it on some experience that you've had on your own, then Take the time and rethink that because you might be doing a real disservice to your clients, to people who trust you, um, and maybe even to yourself. Okay? So thanks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this video report. Come back to Afterlife TV. Uh, whenever you feel like you need to learn a little bit more about the afterlife and inspire yourself to go out and do your own investigation. Thanks.